to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Our Time in History. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and today is Monday, April 10th in the year 2023. We've got more active shooters today, chaos in Baltimore, and banks continuing to collapse. All of this is part of a great consolidation as they keep us distracted with things like ESG, which is the environmental, social, and governance of corporations, and the trans agenda. But the whole thing is here is a forced compliance to the new banking system, which is a consolidation of banking, the elimination of crypto, and ultimately the forced acceptance of their CBDC. We'll get into all of that here very shortly. One thing we can be very sure of is the insanity is increasing. We have 20 warships over in the Strait of Taiwan. China has now started to close down part of that strait, and there's increasing tensions over there. We have the continued war in Ukraine. We have the Biden administration who has now managed to successfully negotiate by default the destruction of the dollar. And all of this is going to lead to more crazy events. One thing I would highly encourage all of you to do is to make sure you have equipped your homes, your cars, and other electronics in protection against EMPs. EMP is still on the table. Even though we can say it's, it's the military aspect of it may not be high, we are dealing with a deep state that will do anything to try to win. Electronic electronic or electromagnetic pulse is a very danger, a very high risk to electronics and we, we have. And so if you head on over to empshield.com, empshield.com, you'll find the best devices out there on the market to pr- protect your vehicles, your electronics, your home, even your generators and RVs from some sort of EMP pulse. There are EMPs that are man-made. There is also the solar flares and equally... There are lightning strikes, all of which we have seen. So if you head on over to empshield.com, use your BARDS code, B-A-R-D-S, you'll save $50 on a device. It's one of the best investments you'll make. I've put them on our vehicles, in our homes, and on my even on my ATV. These are important things to protect because if we do have an EMP of some fashion, whether it's lightning strike, solar flare, or man-made, the ability to repair these devices, these, these pieces of equipment, our vehicles, and, and so forth, is not easy. Sometimes not, not possible at all. And these devices are the best made out there, tested by the best government labs to test for a, a to test and protect the devices that we have. They're 100% American made. It's a great company. So head on over to empshield.com, use your promo code BARDS, and take advantage of of this great offer, saving $50, and to get these devices for your home. It's great insurance, low-cost insurance, when you consider the cost of replacement. 
So let's begin tonight with the active shooter event. Here's a short clip from a live feed earlier today. So it turns out that the active shooter was a Democrat. Another mass shooting was done by a Democrat. It is reported that the Louisville gunman was 25-year-old Connor Sturgeon, who worked at the Old National Bank. He also reportedly texted his friend saying he was suicidal and that he was going to shoot up the bank. Now, of course, because he's a Democrat, they're already wiping Connor Sturgeon's social media accounts. These were the anti-Trump and pro-lockdown posts he made on Reddit with the same username as his Twitter. Here's his LinkedIn profile and he has he, him, and his bio. Another Democrat killer. And also the building's number was 333, another satanic Luciferian number that they use. Patriots, these events are designed to guide us into a direction. There was chaos today, like I said, in Baltimore, where they've now installed a citywide curfew in that event. Kids were all over the place. We take a listen to this. This was last night. It happened smack dab right here in the middle of the Inner Harbor Easter night around 9 o'clock right here along Pratt Street right in front of the Shake Shack. Police say there was a huge crowd of young people here. Police Commissioner Harrison saying a crowd of about 200 young people and police came in to break up a big fight in that crowd. He says while they were breaking up the fight right here along Pratt Street, gunfire rang out. Two teenagers were shot. A 14-year-old and a 16-year-old. One of those shot in the back, taken to the hospital in critical condition. And get this, while police were here on the scene, they saw one of the shooting suspects fleeing on a dirt bike. They chased, they followed and chased that suspect right around the corner from here to police headquarters. The suspect driving his dirt bike right into the police garage where he was arrested. Again, this all happening around nine o'clock. And in response to this, here on the scene, Mayor Scott saying, listen up, Baltimore, the youth curfew is back. He says it will be back in the coming days and months of now spring and summer. Talking about that after this shooting here at the Inner Harbor, in a big crowd of young people, two teenagers shot and two suspects are now under arrest. So what you can expect here is that we're going to start seeing this sort of regional and rolling lockdowns, which will start taking into effect here in various forms. Violence seems to be their their motive, that they're going to use this as a way to roll in a soft martial law. That's essentially a form of martial law, which you just heard right there, because they've admitted that they have no control. And these shooting events have now it begin to spike again. And every time they spike, it's they're trying to keep, they're trying to do a couple of things. They want your guns because they know something worse is coming. And what's worse is they know that people are not going to accept what's coming with the dollar. In addition to all of the various crazy things going on out here, the reveals of Hunter Biden's laptop, the, the reveals of the trans violence, the reveals of the COVID stuff, the COVID con, All of this is percolating up at the same time as people increasingly awaken to the reality that their government is a criminal cabal. It's not a U.S. representative government. It's a government that has been infiltrated by countries all over the world. We've simply been run by proxy. 
were being illegally occupied by a capital or a corporate entity based in Washington, D.C., with its corporate partners to continue the war against us. So you have to keep this in mind. So here's, when you start looking at it this way, you start to realize that so much of what we're experiencing right now is a singular plan. And this is their big thrust now to force everybody into the global tyranny and to break the back of the U.S. Part of that, again, is the, is this trans agenda, which they've been pushing very hard. They're playing on the emotions, and Democrats are emotional people. The left are emotional people. And for those of you that are reacting emotionally, don't. Start using your head and think logically. That's what this last five years has been about. But for those that are sitting on the liberal side, they're emotional, they don't think clearly, and they react emotionally because that's how they are engineered to do. This is, this is all part of a greater design, a greater design to keep people locked into a perpetual OODA loop of being submissive to the violence that occurs and therefore falling will and ill to the people in power. I want you to hear this piece that came up today from Brandon Stark, Walk Away, he maps this out beautifully from a liberal point of view. They lied to you about Donald Trump. They lied about Brett Kavanaugh. They lied about children in cages. Hell, they even lied about Walk Away. They were wrong about the election outcome. They were wrong about the Covington kids. They were wrong about Jussie Smollett. And yes, oh yes, they were wrong about Russian collusion. It is no secret that I am a former liberal who, in early 2017, walked away from the Democratic Party and right along with them, the liberal media. That term, liberal media, was one that, in my previous allegiance to the left, made me bristle. I thought, there's no such thing as liberal media. There's right-wing propaganda, and then there's the truthful media, reliable sources like CNN, MSNBC, The Huffington Post, The Washington Post, The New York Times, BuzzFeed, Vice. The fact of the matter is, the media is overwhelmingly liberal. The media is run by six corporations in its entirety, all located in the same blue states in a tightly constricted bubble. In 1971, Republicans made up 25.7% of journalists. Democrats were 35.5%. Today, 77% of reporters identify as Democrats and just 7% as Republicans. As a gay man, I placed my trust in these media entities. I believed that I could rely on them for truth, and I believe these media outlets displayed a genuine compassion for marginalized minorities in America. The truthful media seemed to be the only news sources acknowledging the purportedly prevalent existence of racism, homophobia, xenophobia, transphobia, sexism, and bigotry commonly experienced by minority classes in this country. Never in my life did it occur to me to question the ethics or motivations of the liberal media. To me, they were just the good guys. In 2016, I voted for Hillary Clinton. When Trump won the election, I was confused and outraged. How could half the country support someone so unfit, so unsound, and so morally objectionable? In January of 2017, I bitterly proclaimed on social media, I would never be able to understand how anyone could vote for a man who stood before a cheering crowd and mocked a reporter's disability. And that's when somebody sent me this. I mentioned the word regulated. Uh, what do you think about ISIS? Oh, ISIS is very dumb. They said, Senator Cruz, what do you think of waterboarding? 
Oh, I don't want to talk about it. You know, he didn't he didn't want to talk about water buddy. Written by a nice reporter. Now the poor guy, you gotta see this guy. Oh, I don't know what I said. Oh, I don't remember. Doing a comical imitation of somebody getting flustered after being called out for being dishonest and mocking someone's disability is a very important distinction. To intentionally mislead the public into believing something terrible and sinister took place, something that strikes a blow straight into the heart of what we consider to be common civility and the basic standards of decency is reprehensible. To purposely invoke racism, homophobia, bigotry, and falsely assign these emotionally charged accusations to people in situations where they do not belong simply to control your thinking is criminal. And it turns out, they do it all the time. The media is keenly aware of a simple premise. If they can control how you feel, they can control how you think. Time Magazine put out an issue with a little girl on the cover who appeared to be separated from her mother in an effort to take advantage of your kind hearts and your desire to protect children. Except this girl was never separated from her mother. Donald Trump was asked a question about MS-13 gang members. MS-13, a gang whose motto is rape, control, kill, to which he called them animals. The entire media then removed the question and the context to report that Donald Trump called all immigrants animals. They lied to you about Donald Trump. They lied about Brett Kavanaugh. They lied about children in cages. Hell, they even lied about walkaway. They were wrong about the election outcome. They were wrong about the Covington kids. They were wrong about Jussie Smollett. And yes, oh yes, they were wrong about Russian collusion. They report so much bias toward 50% of Americans and stoke racial hatred with emphasis on stories that turn out to be hoaxes. They consistently lie about our fellow Americans in order to get us to hate each other. And why? Power and control. It starts to make sense why the fake news has been labeled the enemy of the people. If it's interference in the election that you're concerned about, you don't need to go all the way to Russia. There is nobody more than our own liberal media who attempts to divide Americans by race and extreme ideology or who is conducting information warfare against the United States with the goal of spreading distrust toward candidates and the political system. The election of this president has only caused the media to double down on their manipulative tactics, the identity politics, the race baiting, the fear mongering, the intentional injection of paranoia about your own fellow Americans. I know many of you are starting to see it and I know how disturbing this realization can be. Know that you are not alone. Join us. Walk away. Good piece by Brandon. This is a, an important point in our history that we have to start really realizing where the true enemy is. We're all being set up now for a new event of lockdowns and ripping away of rights. And what has behind this is their mismanagement of the monies that people put into banks, their thievery of every pension, every 401k, the robbery from the American people's pockets to build empires, to build a military that was being used not for the good of the country, but for the extortion of other countries to force them into the hegemony of the dollar. In this moment in time, we are going to witness and suffer through a difficult period. We must, because the United States has become literally the great Satan. And it's not the people, it's the government. Our government is a tyranny. Our government is a despotic government that by the rules of our own Declaration of Independence should not even be allowed to exist. We, the people, have given given the right to throw off such forms of government and to do so legally. 
But they don't want you to believe that either because they use intimidation. They use fear. They'll tell you that even saying such things online could get you in jail. It's in the Declaration of Independence. It's our right given to us by God. And that's the other part, is they want you to believe that the only God that is out there is them. Fortunately, we're starting to see some strong people in politics speak their voice of truth. One of the most egregious things that they've been doing lately is to using the trans movement as their brown shirts. This is the Nazi tactic all over again, only this time it's taking a minority group which people are supposed to have empathy and sympathy for, using it right out of the liberal camp who will all suck up to that group because they see them as exploited and repressed. But the fact is that the trans group has been turned into a violent group to be used specifically to suppress the rights and intimidate people. Take a listen to this view from Florida Republican, uh, Republican Representative Webster Barnaby. Society today... And it's like I'm watching an X-Men movie uh, with people that, when you watch the X-Men movies for Marvel Comics, it's like we have mutants living among us on planet Earth. And, you know, some people don't like that, but that's a fact. We have people that live among us today on planet Earth that are happy to display themselves as if they were mutants from another planet. This is the planet Earth, where God created men, male, and women, female. I'm a proud Christian conservative Republican. I'm not on the fence. Not on the fence. There is so much darkness in our world today. So much evil in our world today. And so many people who are afraid to address the evil, the dysphoria, the dysfunction. I'm not afraid to address the dysphoria or the dysfunction. The Lord rebuke you, Satan, and all of your demons and all of your imps who come and parade before us. That's right, I called you demons and imps who come and parade before us and pretend that you are part of this world. So I'm, I'm saying my righteous indignation is stirred. I am sick and tired of this. We, I'm not going to put up with it. You can test me and try to take me on but I promise you I'll win every time. He'll win because he stands with God. Tat tip to Representative Webster Barnaby for having the spine to finally speak truth. When I talk about our role here in this time, we aren't intended to be in this time to sit on our tail and to sit in pews and to wait for Jesus just to come back. Our fight is on the front lines. We've been given our directive. We've been given our mandate. We've been told that we have the authority over all evil. We've been given the authority to step on snakes and scorpions, and we've been given the, the commission to heal the sick, cast out demons, raise the dead, and do greater works than he. That does not mean sit back. That now means move forward and literally expand the kingdom in this time and place where they are pushing into us because we have shown a weak hand. We lack strong voices. 
too many. We lack, we lack too many strong voices like Webster Barnaby. We need more of them. And that's on every single one of us. If you're going to consider yourself part of the remnant, Webster Barnaby is speaking that sort of truth of the remnant to stand fearlessly against this evil that is moving into our lives, going after your children, trying to force us into their sort of woke ideology. This latest thing that they're doing now is called CEI. First, we had CRT, which was Marxism, another name for Marxism in schools. Then they instituted ESG, which is an environmental issue, which is Marxism in finance. LGBT is a Marxism identity system. BLM is a Marxism in race division. Now we have CEI, Corporate Equity Index, which is all driven by the Soros-funded Maxim Marxism and corporate governance model. What is it? They rate a corporation where they give them a 100-point score based on these items. Workforce protections, five points are possible, no discrimination for employment for sexual orientation or gender identity. Two, inclusive benefits, 50 points possible. Criteria here includes providing health care for sex-sex couples. I have no idea what that is other than same-sex. Supporting an inclusive culture, 25 points possible, including gender-neutral dress codes and trans-inclusive restrooms and facilities policies. In other words, you're going to be dictated in corporations how you act, how you dress, and even that when you when you go there, if you're a woman, be prepared to have men in the bathroom calling themselves women, doing whatever they do in the most heinous things. And the corporations are going to nod their head and say, that's fine because it's part of our new CEI score. Corporate social responsibility, marketing and advertising to the LGBTQ consumers specific groups. This is racial division, divide and conquer politics, which would include Nike and Bud Light's use of transgender spokesperson Dylan Mulvaney, who is nothing more than an actor acting like a damn woman. And responsible citizenship, 25 points, points deducted. Oh, minus 25 points. Points deducted if a company gives money to organizations whose primary mission includes advocacy against LGBTQ equality. Well, I guess that rules out Bard's Nation from ever getting money. Yoo-hoo! I win. Big win for me today. So, patriots, this is the world that they are trying to shape. And this is what they're forcing upon us through their corporate entities. Remember what I said. We are being occupied occupied by an illegal corporation, which is run out of the, out of D.C., and this is who they are. I want you to hear a little bit about ESG. This comes from a great account on, on Telegram or TikTok. Just in case you've never seen it, but that'd be hard to do. Um, I'm going to post the very first video that I ever posted on social media. That video went viral, over 800 million views. That's when we stopped counting. That video outlined the tip of the iceberg of what ESG is and why it's so dangerous to our nation. I was called crazy, a crackpot, and so on, but, but it's come full circle. You see, after they took all the faces of color off of products, now they're putting new faces on those products. One of the things you may not be aware of is that every brand that you use in this country, and I do mean every brand you use in this country, from Coca-Cola to Kentucky Fried Chicken to Kroger, are owned by six companies. So when they determine that, hey, they're going to erase something and they're moving in a different direction, there's nothing going to stop them. They work in um, unison with each other. Yep, they're all, they've all agreed to the ESG pact. 
So when they decide that, hey, we don't want masculine men on our packaging and we don't want to market masculine men and, and we don't want effeminate women, but we don't, we, we don't want real women on packaging, guess what happens? They disappear. And you get this. And just to be clear, ESG is not a conservative ideology. It's a liberal ideology, a leftist ideology. The ideology that says we can do this. Over the last year, Liberals have been hell-bent to take any person of color off of all branding in every store in the United States, saying that it's, it's racist, that their faces are being used to sell a product, and that makes it racist. Or that it was from the past, that makes it racist. Yet, they've left every white face alone. They haven't gone after one product that has a white face on it and called it racist as well. So now we have stores with no people of color represented on any branding, but all the white people are still there. Liberals are no different than they've ever been. Their tactics may have been different, but they don't want people of color anywhere they go, even on the packaging of the products they buy. So you see how that works? They use critical race theory to get black America pissed off at white America and feel that they deserve reparations. Then quietly in the back end, they erase the presence of black America from labeling and advertising while they replace it with white trans fools. This is all about shaping a generation. This is all about brainwashing and propaganda. What most people don't understand is the PSYOP doesn't take effect because you've got some small military unit. PSYOP in America is executed through tiers and tiers of attack. The primary engine, the two primary engines actually, is media and advertising, all of which shape what you buy and shape how you think. Then it's reinforced in the school system, it's reinforced in governance, it's reinforced in corporations, but the thing that's consistent is they can always count on advertising and media to reinforce their message and to drive the point home. What you choose to do with your dollars is significant. It is a vote. It's not taken lightly. And if you're gonna support any company that is going to go woke, you're just contributing to them in any way. And that's understanding that those brands go all the way up to the top. There are six companies that own most of the major brands. All that leads down to the same thing we've talked about now for over three years. Buy local and avoid big corporate brands. This war is now in its, in its big game. This is where they're trying to push humanity over the edge. And this is where they're going to try to hurt everybody off the cliff and they're not using that many people. They're using faces and they're using actors to persuade people that they're all like this, that everybody wants to have their weenie chopped off and everybody wants to get fake breasts implanted and everybody wants to have a man in their, in their world. They used to be a man that's now a woman that thinks they can get pregnant and nurse a baby. That's the insanity in which we are in. This is the upside down world. But all of that, folks, is the big distraction. And that's what's being missed. Let me read you here a post from Robert F. Or Robert F. Kennedy Jr. This was today. The claim that FedNow is not the first step towards a CBDC would be more easily digestible were it not were we not aware of the Biden administration's steady barrage of hostile broadside against cryptocurrencies between 2008 and 2022. The Fed partnered with a handful of big banks to print $10 trillion 
10 centuries worth of wealth in 15 years. A bonanza for the banksters. Cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin give the public an escape route from the splatter zone when this bubble invariably bursts. So the White House is colluding with the banksters to keep us all trapped in the bubble of profiteering and control. In, he goes on to reference an article by Nick Carter that describes how the White House has organized bankers to participate in a sophisticated, widespread crackdown to destroy the crypto industry. Carter describes 15 incidents where President Biden had weaponized FDIC, OCC, and DOJ to force crypto-friendly banks to close their doors to crypto firms since December 3rd. The recent crackdown on crypto blocks ex exit ramps removes alternative rails and strengthens government control over both the financial and political systems. It's at a critical point to understand, patriots, that it's they're trying to force politics and finance together. We should be wary since CBDCs are the ultimate mechanisms for social surveillance and control. The distinction between FedNow and a CBDC is important from a technical standpoint, but not from a civil liberty standpoint. The FedNow is compared to a virus that has evolved to evade recognition by changing its sequence without really changing its function. So what is really going on and why all this noise? Why the shooter, active shooter in banks? Why, the, why all this craziness in downtown Baltimore? Why the trans shooting? All of this is leading towards their ability to impose a martial law, in my opinion, which will be rolled out with the primary view of protecting the Fed, the Federal Reserve, and the U.S. corporation. Because the real war is what's going on in destroying regional banks. So late Friday, embattled regional bank First Republic said in a regulatory filing, it would suspend the quarterly dividend on its preferred stock, quote, as a measure of prudent oversight. This after it cut dividend payments on its common stock in the wake of the Silicon Valley bank collapse one month ago today. Yes. So watch how cagey these people are. They're using human behavior against us as they always do. So what they have done is they've increased interest rates, which has increased the burden on the regional banks, meaning that many of the loans that the regional banks have already out are now losing money because of the money they have to borrow from the main six banks at the top. As this continues, it gets worse because the banks don't pay interest. So the Fed has stepped in to offer a 5.5% yield on bonds that are backed by the Fed that are now drawing monies out of regional banks and people are putting them into federal bonds. They're creating the dynamic to draw the money out and creating an artificial bank run with the regional banks, which is then going to end up collapsing regional banks. The effect of this is tremendous because as regional banks start to collapse, so goes the local loans for business, so goes the ability to, to get local credit for your, for your mortgage on your house, forcing everybody into the federal consolidated system where the Fed and the six banks control the entire banking system. Take a listen to this piece by Nuriel Rubini. Regional banks, their business model right now is severely challenged. They have a narrow deposit base. They have a large amount of 
uninsured uh, deposits. And now people are realizing that they can earn, say, 4 or 5% on money market T-bills that are insured by the government when they get close to zero on their deposits. So that's the source of their fundamental problem. And therefore, these banking problems are going to continue for these regional banks. Continue for the regionals, but what about contagion? Do you see any spreading of these real problems among the bigger names? Well, the bigger names have a wider deposit base. They have less losses on their uh, deposits. Uh, I think that actually money and deposits are going to move to the large money market, uh, money center banks mm -hmm. that are considered as too big to fail. I think the problems are with the regional, but the regional banks are a significant lenders to households, for mortgages, for small businesses, for SMEs, for commercial real estate, and therefore we're going to have a credit crunch, and that credit crunch is going to make the likelihood of a recession, a high landing, much greater than before. So we're facing a serious uh, credit crunch for a good chunk of the U.S. banking system. And it's not really just the U.S. banking system, it's U.S. business in general, small business, medium-sized business. Remember, their overall goal right now is to force everybody into a place where you have to take a CBDC. All money will be transferred through Fed now because that ensures that they can tax everything without your permission. They will be able to track and ultimately control what you spend, and they will be able to channel your spending by putting these certain tags on your in your digital currency as to where you can actually spend it. Their idea is to consolidate power within the six main corporations and the six main banks so that the only brands that you can buy are brands that they control, large box stores that you can shop at, or people that are part of that six, that are ultimately owned as a subsidiary by the six corporations. And it's the six banks that the Fed will own and will control everything. This is their move. And their move right now is to heavy put heavy pressure on the regional banks to force a collapse in them so that they can step in, they can insure the deposits, and in doing so, shut the bank down, consolidate the assets and ownership, and move it into one of the other six banks. That's what they did with Silicon Valley Bank in a simple terms. So the war is now on, and it's the banking system they're going after. And unfortunately, people's desire in a desperate time to make a few more points of interest is going to lead them right into the trap. The Fed has laid out the bait. They've said, come to us, please. We'll give you 5.5% interest on a money market. And the people will do this. And in so doing, they're leaving the regional banks and they're putting themselves into the mouth of the wolves. This is a very critical time here, and it's not going to get any easier. Well, what's happening is that the problem of Silicon Valley Bank are similar to the problem of a number of these regional banks that have a narrow deposit base. A large fraction of their deposits are insured, many of them at significant losses, up to 50% or more of their tier one capital you know, in terms of unrealized losses. Mm -hmm. And they're also underwater on the real value of their own loans that were made when interest rates were much lower. Right, exactly. And now the people realize they can earn much more in a safe money market fund. The bleeding of deposits is gonna continue. Well, the worst is ahead of us because uh, the Fed and other central banks are facing a trilemma. They have to reach price stability, they have to maintain economic growth and avoid the recession, and they have to maintain financial stability. 
interest rates have to rise further because inflation is still well above target. That's going to cause a hard landing of the economy. That's going to cause more financial distress for banks and savers and investors. And that's why they're going to continue to raise interest rates because it will continue to squeeze the regional banks. So, as always, we have to come always up with a direction of where we go. We don't just leave it here. The thing that we've been talking about now for three years is the seven pillars of county by county. They are essential to this next phase of where we go. Home churches, homeschooling, Patriot Gardens, right work, which means you're doing work using your gifts and talents to build a business on your own, a business where you can also leverage that in terms of barter and trade. Health and wellness, taking care of your health and wellness outside of the corporate medical tyranny. And that also means building a community of people that will be able to work with you for those more critical issues that won't require the typical payment in insurance or CBDCs, digital currencies. Hopefully they'll be opened up to alternate cryptos and other payment forms of payment like gold, silver, and barter. The way ahead is going to be dependent on our ability to work together to build that fellowship and to continue to identify those locally that are going to be in the same mindset. Small producers, small local producers are going to be the backbone to the success of reclaiming America. Our enemy is corporate America. Our enemy is the corporate United States government. There is no good in these people. They seek only to increase a control over people's money because once they do that, they can ensure their own survival. Anybody that's going to be speaking about CBDCs in a positive way is trying to lure you in to a trap that ultimately will enslave everybody that goes in there. CBDCs are not what you think. And there's a lot of garbage coming out about this. You're going to hear things like, my goodness, wouldn't it be amazing with a CBDC and using blockchain technology that we would be able to really see what the government is actually spending? Okay, what that means is it's called open ledger, which means that they are able, we're able to view every single transaction. So you're going to hear things like I just said, which sounds so amazing because people and citizens could audit every single expenditure that the federal government uses and, and does, except here's the problem. They control the system, and that means every one of our expenditures, every one of the transactions that we make, no matter what it is, is trackable by them, controllable by them, and can be easily weaponized. This war is ultimately based on data. Who controls the data controls the world. And all of these things in the digital realm feed on more data. Data in means more enslavement out. So right now, the answer is to start pivoting, preparing yourself for a way of living that's different than you've had before. It doesn't mean it's easy, but it does mean it's free. More self-reliance, more dependence, less dependence on the federal government. Here's some basic rules that are helpful. Own your land. Build your house, grow food, raise livestock, hunt, have some form of money, gold and silver, and items to barter. Get the government out of your life as much as you can. Hold fast. Do not give in. Take, do not take the mark, meaning the beast. Add to that, spread the word of the gospel, expand the kingdom, and f- follow the mandate which God gave us, which is we have dominion over all evil and to continue to spread the word 
as we heal the sick, cast out demons, and raise the dead. Those are principally our mission and our mission taskings. And that's where we have to stay focused in this storm, which is going to get crazier. And it is going to get crazier. Active shooters will probably go up. You'll see more calls to take your guns. Under no circumstances do you give up your guns. This is where they get us. And this is what they want. They want to create the hysteria so they get the loud screaming liberals who know nothing, who think that a gun is bought at a candy, a candy machine. They have no clue how things work. And they're, they've been born into this emotional state, which they are now hysteric about guns and believe that guns are unsafe and unnecessary. They are the same ones that are going to lock, walk lockstep with this fascist tyranny that's creeping across America. This remnant, the remnant of this country, constitutes about 30%. So be empowered and be encouraged. Because with 5% of the population against the government, you can overthrow any government. The United States has 30% of the people firmly against this state of government, well-armed and focused increasingly on their center point in God. But right now, it is going to take a necessary backbone of the people to stand boldly and to understand that we will not budge or give in. Remember, their ultimate goal isn't you, and it's not Donald Trump. It's your kids. That's who they're after. That's what they want, and that's who they're targeting right now. So in closing... Let me play this beautiful piece, which I think sums a lot of things up in the perspectives of how we do each day, our time in history. Good afternoon. I wanted to share something with you. Um, I've been real sick for a while and um, finally feeling like actually sharing something. But um, someone had asked me a while back while I was sick to uh, share this again and to put it back up, but I can't remember their names. I wish I could. I would tag them in this, but um, I'm going to share it in honor of my mother who was gone a year March 1st. Um, I hope it'll bless you. It's our time in history. The paradox of our time in history is that we have taller buildings, but shorter tempers, wider freeways, but narrow viewpoints. We spend more, but have less. We buy more, but enjoy less. We have bigger houses, but smaller families. More conveniences, but less time. More degrees, but less sense. More knowledge, but less judgment. More experts, yet more problems. More medicine, but less wellness. We drink too much, smoke too much, spend too recklessly, and laugh too little. We drive too fast, get too angry, stay up too late, get up too tired, and read God's Word too little. We watch TV too much and pray too seldom. We've learned how to make a living, but not a life. We've added years to life, but not life to years. We've been all the way around the world and back, but we have trouble crossing the street to meet a new neighbor. We've conquered outer space, but not inner space. We've cleaned up the air, but polluted the soul. We've conquered the atom, but not our prejustice. We write more, but learn less. We plan more, but accomplish less. We learn to rush, but not to wait. We've built more computers to hold more information and to produce more copies than ever. But we communicate less and less. These are the times of fast food and slow digestion. Big men, but small character. Steep profits, but shallow relationships. These are the days of two incomes, yet more divorces. Fancier houses, but broken homes. These are the days of quick trips, disposable diapers, throwaway mortality, one-night stands, and pills that can do everything from cheer to quiet to kill. It's a time when there's much in the showroom window, but nothing in the stockroom. 
It's a time when technology can bring you this message. And a time when you can choose to either share this insight or just hit delete. So just remember, spend some time with your loved ones because they won't be around forever. Remember to say a kind word to someone who looks up to you in awe because that little person will soon grow up and leave your side. Remember to give a warm hug to the one next to you because that's one treasure you can give from your heart that doesn't cost you a cent. Remember to say I love you to your partner and to your loved ones. But most of all, when you say it, mean it. A kiss and embrace will mend a hurt. If it comes from deep down inside of you. So remember to hold hands. And cherish the moment. Because someday, that person won't be there. Take time to read God's word. Take time to pray. Take time to speak. Take time to love and take time to share the precious thoughts of your mind. For our life is not measured by the breaths that we take, but by the moments, the moments that take our breath away. May God bless you. I love you all, but most important of all, God loves us. God bless you. Amen. Patriots, let's pray. Father, we are here today before you, blessed and humbled in a time of just tremendous chaos and pressure to try to squeeze us into a trap of their makings. So, Father, we just pray right now for clarity and discernment as we step forward to realize the true value of what life is, not the petty things, not the attempt to divide even amongst ourselves with petty arguments, but rather to look bigger and see the bigger picture, to understand that this enemy is doing everything it can to emulate an end of times, to create a situation where people will not be able to buy and sell without their tools of commerce. They see the end of humanity based on transhumanism, digital chipping, and all of the things that would ultimately strip away every bit of the human experience. The choice is ours. And the choice is ours to wake up to realize the threat or to fall into the trap and the abyss which they are making for us. So, Father, right now we pray for strength. We pray for the clarity. We pray for the noble hearts and the mighty hearts in Christ to stand up and to let go of their control and their their dependency upon the things that don't matter, to understand that you provide all things and that you will continue to be our provider and our and the one who looks after all that we have. We are reminded coming out of Easter weekend, the Resurrection Sunday, do we are reminded of the power and strength that it took for your son and the endurance he had to have, Jesus Christ, to suffer the pains of this world to give us life. So we pray as well for the rise of the martyrdom spirit, for people to realize that their mission is greater than just sitting and waiting, but their mission now is on the front lines, to lean in, to fight, and to stand boldly no matter what the cost because we have already been given life. Guide us, protect us, and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So patriots, no matter how rough it gets, we have prayer, we have each other, and we have the ability to adapt on our feet. 
God leads all of this. And this fight is big. They want you to believe there's no way out. They want to try to make you believe that they are going to entrap you and snare you, that you must commit to their way. But their way isn't the only way. God has the ultimate say in this, and all we have to do is trust in him. There comes a time that we have to realize that no matter what we have, it's not going with us to heaven. And what's the greater fight here is the purpose that we are here. We were put behind enemy lines to occupy, expand, and subdue. And this enemy thinks it has us. They just don't understand what a Christian soldier is. So stand the line, soldiers. The war is here. It's exciting times. God is with us. And away we go. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Bards FM, for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
evil that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.